0: Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. For those of you here, stand to your feet. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 3. We started a series of messages called Exponential. And I believe in an exponential God. We don't serve a God of just enough or barely enough. We serve a God of more than enough. We serve a God of exponential blessing, exponential provision. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, it says this, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works where? In us. In us. Not around us, but in us. So bow your heads as we pray Father help in Jesus name amen you may be seated this morning exponential talks about rapidly increasing it's about a move of god it's about a blessing it's about growth now during this covid season many of you have grown exponentially physically your your temple has become a synagogue Beginning to expand, it's beginning, it's beginning to grow a little bit here. But I want to encourage you right now that that last week I talked to you about how Isaac, Abraham's son, in a time of famine planted seed. And as he planted, instead of going to where his dad went, God told him to stay planted, to stay rooted. Don't don't get out of that marriage. Don't leave that job. Don't walk away from that city. Don't leave that church. Don't walk away from that friendship. Don't don't walk away. Stay where you're at. Isaac I'm going to bless you right where you are and I'm here to tell someone right now at home you're thinking about leaving I want to encourage you right now that God is saying this I can bless you right where you are I can move in your marriage I can move in your family I can move in your job I can move at your school I can move in your city right where you are and as as Isaac finds himself and he begins to grow the Bible says he grows he begins to get rich he gets continues to become rich until he becomes exceedingly wealthy, talking about exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond. He found himself in an exponential blessing. But something took place in that in, in his growth that took place here. The Bible says that the Philistines became jealous and envious of him. So much so that they blocked off the wells that his dad had built. And they, they, that his dad had dug. And so they kept fighting with him with the wells. The wells in an agricultural society, how many of you know, without a well, you can't grow anything. There's no water. And so every time he, they, he went to a well, they would block it up. They would fill it with dirt, trying to stop the blessing. I'm here to tell you this, that God is about to bless some of you so exponentially that even your enemies are going to try to stop the blessing of God, but they can't stop it. They're not the ones that brought it. They're not the ones that can stop it, somebody say amen. And it's easy for Isaac to get upset and say, God, what's going on? On three separate occasions, they block up a a well and he has to move. They block up a well and he has to move again. Then they block up another one and he has to move. I'm here to tell you this. Don't get mad at God. It's so easy to get offended when you go through seasons of trouble. But I want to encourage you today. God is not against you. What he's doing is he's making room for you right now. Come on, somebody say amen. He's taking you to a place that you're growth is going to be so exponential. What he's trying to do is make some room. He's trying to expand your territory. He's giving you a place that if God were to bless you right where you're at right now, you don't have room for it to grow. You don't have room for for what God's about to do in your life right now. So I want to encourage you today. Prepare yourself. Start making decisions to prepare yourself for the exponential blessings of God. Amen? But but let me, let me say this, when we talk about exponential, you can't break the principles of God and expect the exponential of God. God loved us so much that when he created the world, he created laws and principles that govern the world. There, there are principles that have been put in place, and whenever we break the principles of God, we have to rely on the miracles of God. When I don't take care of the principle of taking care of my body, when I don't take care of the principles of my finance, when I don't take care of the principles of my marriage, then I need God to do a miracle in my marriage, a miracle in my health. I need him to do miracles. Now, there's times that you did everything right and some things still go wrong. Somebody say amen. Amen. But you cannot break the principles of God. And I see it so many times, especially in the church, we break the principles of God, then we get mad at God That the blessings aren't flowing in. There are principles that have been put in place. You cannot have the God of the super abundantly until you first begin to uh, grab a hold of the principles that God has established. And I want to share some of this with you. Everyone say cycles. God is a God of cycles. Everything God created had cycles. In fact, I want you to go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. We, we've, we've read this before. We, we've, we've seen this. I, I've preached on this word before. But I want to challenge you, even those of you at home, Genesis 1.1, 1, 1, one of my favorite scriptures in the whole world, word. it says, in the beginning, God created what? Heavens. The heavens and the earth. What's the first thing God created? Beginnings. Whenever I do a chapel service in the NFL, I ask that question. Everyone says heavens and earth. Before God created heavens and earth, he created time. Beginnings. Every 24 hours, a new day. Every every 60 seconds, a new minute. God is hardwired into creation new beginnings. What's that tell me? That you can blow it in one moment, but God has created beginnings so that we can start fresh, that we can start over. I don't care if you messed up last year. I don't care if this year has been a struggle for you. My God is hardwired into creation the ability to start anew. So if you messed up in the last moment, you still have a new moment. That you could start fresh. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, one of these principles God created, I want you to see this as we go on in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. He says, Now the earth was without form, void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. And what next? What, what do we see on, on the scripture? And what? The who? The spirit of who? Of God. Is what, what, what's the spirit of God doing? He's hovering over the waters. Now, 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 follow me on this, okay? You, you have the presence of God is the evident. Amen? But the earth is still without form, void, and there's darkness. Presence of God is here, but there's still no purpose, chaos, and no revelation. They're still in darkness. There's still a void. There's still chaos. In fact, some scholars say that the the sky was where the water was supposed to be. The water was where the land was supposed to be. Everything was mixed up. I'm here to tell you this. You could have the presence of God in your life. You could come to church, sing in the choir. You could even teach a class and still find your life without form, void, and in darkness. And the presence of God is there in your marriage. His presence is there in your family and still feel without form void and in darkness. COVID has exposed this in many families right now. You used to go to church you used to worship but even still in this COVID season you find yourself without form void and in darkness. There's no more revelation. You find yourself living in chaos. You find yourself with no purpose and you're struggling in this time but the Spirit of God is there. I'm here to tell you the Spirit hasn't left you. The Spirit's there in the midst of that darkness. The Spirit of God is there in the midst of that void. The presence of God is there even in the middle of chaos. Somebody say amen. Amen. Without form, no purpose, void, chaotic, darkness, hidden or confused. We can be in church and still find ourselves lacking purpose, chaotic and confused. Let, let, Let me say this before I move on. How many know that God is everywhere? God, God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. In the mountaintops, in the valleys, good times, bad. God is everywhere. God may be everywhere, but his presence isn't manifested everywhere. There's a difference between the presence of God and the manifestation of the presence of God. When the presence of God is there in in the midst of a sickness, the presence of God is there in the middle of marital discord, the presence of God is there is when your family's falling apart. But it's the manifested presence that we're missing. It's where we allow God to step in and speak a word over our family. Look at verse 3 of Genesis 1-3. It says this, And God said, everyone say said. God spoke in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the darkness, in the middle of the the void. God spoke a word and said, Let there be, let there be, not PGE, let there be light. Now, Now I want you to capture this principle here. The moment God said, Let there be light, he wasn't creating the sun. That doesn't get created till later on. He was creating light, the principle of light, understanding, revelation. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, wisdom says, I was there at the beginning. I was there at the beginning. And we know that beginnings weren't created, were created first. So after the beginning is when wisdom showed up. Understanding. Follow me on this. He says, let there be light. And the moment God speaks, let there be light. When God speaks, things happen immediately when he said, God said, let there be light, immediately the void was removed, the chaos was restored, and light stepped in where there was darkness. And all of a sudden, all it takes is one word. I'm here to speak to your marriage right now. It just takes one word from God. It just takes one word from God over your sickness, over your body, over your marriage, over your finances, over your business, over your life. Just let there be light in one word. Chaos is restored. This morning, I pray for those of you at home, those of you sitting here, that God would speak a word of light over your life right now. Miles Monroe used to say this. He said that the only area the enemy has a right to have dominion over your life is an area where you are ignorant of. See, the kingdom of darkness doesn't rule in darkness. It rules by darkness and what's darkness lack of revelation lack of understanding and so whenever you don't understand that you have a right to healing you're stuck in sickness you have a right for your marriage to be restored you're stuck in a disintegrating relationship are you following me i'm not saying bad things don't ever happen in fact for, for some of you, I haven't heard yet, but just recently we found out that my wife was diagnosed with a rare form of, of blood cancer that is untreatable. Whenever you hear the word cancer and untreatable, first thing it causes is panic. But, but I thank God because we, we found out that this, this, this thing she has called PV... Is, is, a, is a illness, it's a condition that, that could higher her ability to have a stroke or a heart attack, but it isn't fatal necessarily. It's something that you could keep an eye on. In the middle of our struggle, we're we're speaking a word over her body. In the middle of this darkness, we're speaking a light and asking God, speak light over her body. There may not be a cure medically, but there is a cure spiritually. And his name is Jesus. His name is Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah uh, Rapha, the God that is our healer. He is the God that still provides healing and provides whatever we need. I'm here to tell you this. We cannot choose our lot in life. But we can choose our response to it. The Word of God says, in all things, be grateful. Not, not for all things, but in all things. Be grateful. Be thankful. I'm not grateful for the sickness, but I'm going I'm to change my attitude and be grateful to God that even through the sickness, I have a Savior, I have a healer that we can lead on in those moments of crisis. Oh, come on, somebody say Amen. I want to get back to this principle. That, that was for free, okay? But, but I want you to see something here. What, what God decrees, God says this, let there be light, and immediately everything goes into order. Things start spinning. You got the solar system, and all of a sudden the earth starts spinning, and as the earth spins, and the earth goes around one time, what is that? What is that? One day. When the earth goes around the sun spinning all the way around, what is it? One year. What am I telling you? The moment God said, let there be light, everything begins to move. I'm here to tell you that when God speaks over your life, things start moving. If you say you heard from God, but you're not moving, then you didn't hear from God. Because God's word always causes things to go into motion. Even in your waiting, you're in motion. Even in your sitting, you're in motion. Even as you're waiting on God, you're in motion. Uh, Notice this. The very moment God said, let there be light, the universe operates in cycles. Now, uh, the earth operates in cycles. As the earth spins around the sun, depending on where the, the earth is in relationship to the sun, determines whether it's winter, spring, summer, or fall. Based on its position, I'm going somewhere with this. Based on the position of the earth in relationship to the sun determines whether it's going to be winter, whether it's going to be spring, whether it's going to be summer, whether it's going to be fall. Your position in regards to the Son of God will determine what season your life is in. Rain operates in cycles. We got evaporation, condensation, precipitation. As it falls to the ground, it goes back up into the clouds and it starts a cycle. Everything operates in cycles. Plants have cycles. It goes from a seed, from a flower that goes into the ground. And that ground, it hits the ground. It germinates. It begins to grow. And it becomes a plant. It creates that flower that has the seed. And it continues. Whenever a plant would say, I don't want to produce any more seed, that plant will now become extinct. Cycle is important to life. What are we talking about? Even a woman has cycles. I know you don't like it very much, but women have cycles, and that cycle that a woman has is proof every 28 days that she has the ability to bring life. Everyone has cycles. Come on, church. In fact, I read this, I thought this was, this was interesting. Do you know that when a baby girl is born, she has all the eggs that she will ever need? And as a an, as an fetus, she has over two million eggs. you believe that? Two million, or actually I take that as a fetus, six million eggs. As she becomes a, a baby, She'll have one to two million eggs. When she reaches puberty, she'll still have over half a million eggs. All that she'll and every cycle it releases the egg so that she can produce life. Body is an amazing thing that God's created. You see, I need you to understand everything has cycles. You have cycles, I have cycles. We all have cycles that we go through. In Genesis chapter 8, verse 20, 22, we're, we're going to close here, so stay with me, all right? Genesis 8, says this. Right after Noah comes out of the ark, God is reestablishing a new covenant with mankind. And this is the word he gives him in Genesis eight twenty two. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest... Cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Okay? What's the first word say? While the what? The The what? The The earth. While the earth remains. How many know the earth is still here? In fact, someone do that. That's the earth. As long as the earth is here, this principle is in operation. And this is a principle God has put into practice so for, for our lives. And he says this. We got seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night, shall not what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unlock something for you right now in a moment. So stay with me, okay? Can you make today colder or hotter? Okay. Can you stop winter or summer from coming? Can you stop the sun from going down and keep the sun from rising again? Out of all these things here that God says, I have a covenant I'm entering into you. He goes, the first, the, the, the last four I'll take care of. I'll take care of the, I'm sorry, the last three. I'll take care of cold and heat. I'll take care of the seasons. And I'll even take care of day and night. I promise you, I will give you the right conditions, the right environment. I'll give you the right atmosphere that's necessary in order for the first condition to come about in your life. What's the first one? Seed time and harvest. There's a principle there that God is saying this. I, I can't control cold and heat. I can't control winter and summer. I can't control day and night. We can't do that. But there's one area I can control. I can't control what seeds I put into the ground to determine what harvest I get. Oh, come on. Say it again, pastor. I can control my harvest. You control your harvest. Man, you know, I, I, I hate life. Life, I just I never get what I deserve. I'm always going through this struggle, always getting through that struggle. Listen, you get the seeds that you've planted. If you don't like your harvest, change your seed. That principle applies to everything in our life. God said this, it shall not cease as long as the earth is here. There's one area that you and I get to infiltrate. There's one area that we get to influence. There's one area that we have the right to to bring something about and and we have control over. And so what am I telling you? Seed time and harvest. It's something, the potential is already in the seed. How many of you have ever gardened before? Okay. When you go, when I go to Home Depot looking for seed and I walk into their garden center, if I want to plant tomatoes, I don't grab a watermelon packet, right? They give you a picture of what is in the package, and that package has seed. Now if you get the packet that doesn't have tomatoes in it, it has seed in it. The seed is the potential. The, The seed, it's already locked inside of there, it's been said that you can count the amount of seeds in an apple, but you can't count these apples in a seed. Come on. Come on. I can cut open a tomato and, and count the seeds that are inside of it, but I, when holding that little bag, I, that bag of seed literally can become an orchard on, yeah. because of the potential of sowing it. Oh, you're not catching this. In your marriage, in your family, in your body, in your mind, in every aspect of our lives, we have a seed time and harvest that we can control because the potential is already in the seed and it just needs the right atmosphere. I don't care how much I spend on that seed, if I never put it in the ground and I never get it into the soil, it will never produce. And you might have great intentions for your marriage. You might have great intentions for your kids. Great intentions to be a great worker at work. But you never put the effort or the seed in the ground. You need the right environment for those things to grow. It's funny because we had, I noticed there were some plants that grew this last, this last harvest, this last garden season that I don't remember planting. I don't I don't know where they came from, but I knew that was basil. But I have a basil plant, and I have a place for my 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 herbs. And th- this just kind of popped out. I appreciated it. Then cilantro popped up as well. Someone say glory. What it was, I, I expected the cilantro because I let the plants grow to the point that the seeds developed, and then dried them out, and then just dropped them over the the ground, just let them do its thing. I didn't have to do anything. I just had to get the seed into the soil. When, when the right environment season came back around, the law of the seed time and harvest went into effect. Worship team, if you would help me this morning. I, I, what, what am I telling you? It just needs time. Your, your seed just needs time. You can't plant the seed and start getting mad that you don't have a harvest already. You can't just start treating your husband and your wife good and one day and expect the marriage to be healed after 20 years of abuse. It takes time to put the seed in the ground on a daily basis. It takes time. You can't expect in one moment to feel like a super Christian after you've been struggling all your life in your walk with God. It's by faith that we're saved, but it's going to take time for you to get to that point where you're going to get your spiritual legs under you. God entered this covenant with mankind. God's not a God, a man that he should lie. Listen to me. Next week, I'm going to break down just different principles regarding seed time and harvest. But if you don't like the harvest you're getting in your marriage, in your finances, maybe even physically. You know, you're looking in the mirror. And even this morning, that was me as I'm getting ready. I'm like, dang, when COVID started, I... I hit the weights hard. I was was doing okay. Now all of a sudden I'm putting on a couple pounds, Pastor Nick was talking about. I gotta make some choices. I gotta, I gotta get some seed into the ground. I gotta start making better decisions. I want to encourage some of you at home. you're, you're, You're getting to a point that you're getting complacent. You're not putting you used to put seed into the ground when you first got married of love, of understanding, and forgiveness. And now, it's frustration, anger, and bitterness. I want to encourage you right now. God has given you the ability to determine your harvest. Now, I'm not just talking a financial harvest. We might talk about that next week, but not this week. It's not always a financial thing. But you get the, so, you, you get the harvest from your marriage that you've planted in it. You get the harvest from your kids what you've planted in them. You get the harvest from your body what you've planted in it. Better choices. Hey, we're saved by faith. I'm not talking about salvation, I'm talking about a better life. That you have to be deliberate in the seeds you plant today. I want you to bow your heads right where you are. and You know, first of all, you're here right now, and maybe your walk with God isn't where it needs to be. Right where you are, heads bowed and eyes closed, just say, Pastor Dan, I just want to get the right seed in the ground first and foremost. I want to just rededicate my life to the Lord. If that's you, just lift your hand up right where you are. I just want to pray with you. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. God bless you. Yes, amen, amen. God bless you. Even those of you at home as well, you don't have to put hand-up emojis or anything. You know who you are. But right now, I just want to lead you in a prayer. And again, the prayer isn't where the power comes from. It comes in the declaration of who Jesus is. And your decision, your seed, to follow him. Get that seed into the ground. I'm going to ask those of you here right now, everyone stand here. that that are here with us live, those of you at home, you could stay on your couch, that's okay, but I do want you to say this prayer with me. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, I receive you now as Lord and Savior. I thank you that Jesus planted a seed called redemption where he came to earth, died on the cross to restore my relationship with God. I make a decision today to follow Jesus. Lord, I turn my back on my old life. And I want a relationship with Christ today. Father, live in me. Let your presence not just be with me. Let it live in me. In Jesus' name. For the rest of you here right now, maybe it's your marriage, your finances. Maybe it's your mental, your thoughts. Maybe so there are thoughts that are popping up. You're like, man, where did that come from? Think about the seeds of music, movies, books, television, the things that you're feeding your mind. Because the seeds you sow are going to become the behaviors you reap. You're here right now and you're just recognizing, man, pastor, there's things I'm letting in my garden. I've said it before. I don't believe that original sin was when Eve ate the fruit. But it was when Adam allowed the serpent into the garden. And someone told me he had no choice. Yes, he did. God gave him dominion. He had dominion of that garden. He had the right to let something in and kick something out. You are the leader of your home. You are, you are the mother of your child. You are the one that sets the standard for your life. Stop allowing the serpents to come in. Start getting rid of those things that are trying to move into your family, move into your garden, in Jesus' name. Right now, right where you are, Father, I pray for marriages. I pray for finances. I pray for health. I pray for minds as well. Peace, in Jesus' name. I pray for businesses. Lord, I ask right now, my God, for every individual here that is going through a season of struggle. That, God, we're not going to change our harvest tomorrow. But if I plant seeds today, it'll ensure that I have something to harvest tomorrow. So I'm going to love my spouse a little more today. I'm going to give a little more forgiveness. I'm going to read the Word of God a bit more. I'm going to fall to my knees and give God honor and glory. I'm going to pour into my kids. I'm going to listen to my children. I'm going to close my mouth and open my ears. Lord, help me today to start planting seeds today that will produce a harvest of blessing tomorrow. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray everyone says amen amen Amen. come on yeah let's go ahead and give God praise for those of you at home if you said that prayer for the first time do me a favor text the word alive to the number on the screen we'd like to reach out to you just touch you and let you know how much how important you are to us this morning We, we bless you this morning as pastor Ray comes and closes out service we want you to know love God love people And let's change the world. God bless you this morning. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.